welcome to You Are The Magic. I'm Alexis Jane, founder and CEO. I help my clients build bulletproof confidence to build the life of their dreams by creating boss babe mindset and strategies that actually work. I believe you are the creator of your own destiny with courage, determination, and deep desire to change your world. Anything is possible. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome back to You Are The Magic. Today, I have a beautiful, beautiful soul on today's show. Her name is Nicole and we were just jamming before we jumped on here and I said, I think we just need to stop. I think we need to get the listeners to hear all of the things. So welcome, Nicole. Thank you so much for having me, Alexis. I'm so excited to be here. And yeah, just jamming with you a little bit before the call. If there's definitely a good vibe and good energy. So we're like, hell yeah, let's just start. Record it, record it. <laughs> record it, record it. And you had to, you've had a really busy day today, high, high vibing and jumping around and took it yeah. <laughs> to ground yourself back into into the real world <laughs> yeah exactly when I get really high vibe and I, I do all the energetic stuff like I don't know if you anyone can relate but I can like barely speak I just get to no 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 and then I'm like Bleh. I can't really speak <laughs> I had to do, I was like, okay, cool I've got 10 minutes so I took like a walk around my house and I sat down and I took a couple of deep breaths I had like a Christmas pie and some water and I was like okay, I think I can speak again. Let me go on a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. And so I'd love the listeners to know your journey and your story with all the things that led you to where you are now and what is happening in the near future for you. Yes. So um, what led me to here essentially is knowing that there was something more than just this mundane, boring life of, you know, have a job, have a husband, have a kid, have a house. And back a couple of years ago, I had a mini breakdown with a friend because I was like, this can't be it. Like, you know, I don't know. I think they call it quarter life crisis. You know, (laughs) everyone has midlife crises. People today are having quarter life crises. So I was about 24, 25, and I was thinking, this can't be it to life. This, this ha- there has to be more than this. And even though I had like epic friends and I, I did have a boyfriend and there was chances of it going into buying a house and all that, I was like, the what? And then what? Like, is that it? Is that it? And I think this journey just became me trying to figure out what was more than just this mundane like tick box life like okay cool I've got the boyfriend I've got the job I've got the house I've got the kid I've got the husband and now that I've got the husband and the kid and the house and all of the things I I know there is more because I've now discovered the more and really essentially what I discovered was living fearlessly and living free and living authentically like no matter what it is that you actually go and do but it's that person that you're being and it's that freedom from being this limitless version of yourself which I'm still constantly tapping into there's always another layer like I can never tell you that I'm now limitless because (laughs) I don't believe that I don't I don't even know if I'll ever get to actual fully limitless but but it's, there's always a thing that I'm, I'm just digging deeper and digging deeper. And the more that I take action in the real world with this feeling that I've got of I'm freaking powerful and I can do the damn thing, the more that I take action from that space, the more I'm like, 
hells yeah, this is an epic life. This is what I'm here for. This is that more I've been seeking. So yeah, that's kind of the journey so far. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that. And so where, before we jumped on, you said that you were in travel. Yeah. So when I, when I was leaving school, you know, how everyone says, you know, you have to do what you're passionate about. And I was like, cool. Well, I, I love music and I love travel. And everyone was like, well, you can't make money doing music. You know, all the bullshit rules that people tell you that what is possible and what's not possible. So I used to be in a band, uh, which, yeah, definitely was not going to get any very, very far. It was an epic band. We had a lot of fun. We were pretty good. But the standard of music industry, there was no ways we would ever like go very far beyond anything um it was a lot of fun though and but that that was my view like everyone said don't make money doing music which is bullshit of course you can you can be in so many different industries in music and and make money and have fun if that's your passion the other thing was oh well I love to travel (laughs) I love to travel so it was like well okay study a travel diploma and go sit in an office behind a desk in front of a computer, in probably a shopping mall where you do not see the light of day and book other people's travel for them. And I did this for a little bit of time. And in the beginning, it was like all high vibe and, you know, all these great things. And they try and say that you you can travel to these places one day if you reach these different levels and blah, blah, blah. And what I found was I was sitting at this desk in the shopping mall, not seeing the light of day, booking all these other people's travels and not going on my own travel and going, what the damn hell? <laughs> like, what am I doing here? Like, I'm passionate about travel. This is, I've now studied this diploma to come and sit behind a desk and not do the thing that I actually love. So I was like, this doesn't make sense to me. And I actually stopped that and I went to travel on the cruise lines for a bit. So I was a spa receptionist. I didn't have to do, I didn't have to know any beauty things. I just had to book people in for beauty things, which is great. So that was amazing. And that was a, an interesting caveat to my life because it wasn't reality. And reality was going back home to sit behind a desk and do the job and the responsible thing and all of that again that illusion of reality and I I was traveling and when I went back that that feeling of this if this this can't be it was amplified because I'd now seen the world and I'd have had a blast on a cruise ship with a whole lot of amazing epic friends and I'd just done the wild amazing bold epic life thing And then I was sitting back at a desk going, and that's when I had that little breakdown with my friend. I was like, this can't be it. But the thing is, when you're in that space, you're like, but I don't know what is the thing. I don't know what direction to go in. I don't know what next step to take. And that's where people get really stuck. So they stay in the thing that they're really not happy in, that they know is not for them, that they know that there is something more because they don't know where the next step is. And that's probably... I don't know. That's probably the the most difficult thing to overcome. And I've found on my journey that the only way to overcome that is to follow what feels good. So if your soul goes, Hey, what if I did this? Go and do that. 
even if it fails, even if people judge you, even if like all the, the mean girl in your head goes, oh, honey, you can't do that. Let's be serious. Like you don't have experience. You don't know what you're doing. Like what all of those things, just do it anyway, because that little thing will lead you to the next and lead you to the next and lead you to the next. And that's how you create this epic life. And you look back going, how the hell did I get you? Oh, because I took all those little breadcrumbs and I took all those little paths and I, it was just insane. I really love that. I love, I love, I love that, the the breadcrumbs. And that's something that I, um, that came up in a meditation a little while ago for me was continue following the breadcrumbs. I was having a mini mini meltdown as we do. (laughs) What did I I do to myself? I created this monster and really had to slow down and come back into myself and it was following the breadcrumbs, follow the breadcrumbs. And and even if you're just doing just one thing, just one small thing every single day, you are 365 mm-hmm. days in front of if you hadn't have started that one thing. Yeah. And how many percent is that? That's like over 200% or something ridiculous, like some, some crazy amount of percent improvement. And it's just yeah. doing that one thing once a day for a year. Like you're, you've now come so far past what you, where you were a year ago. And just yeah. the, the problem is people don't do that. No, no, they really don't. And people get really scared. And I've got a girlfriend who <laughs> I was like, oh, I've got a new job. Because <laughs> I thought that that was my next step that I needed to go. And I may have had some people in my ear saying, you need to be, you need to have a secure job and you need to, you know, have safety net and you know what's coming in every week. Mm-hmm. So when I worked in finance and um, yeah. I rang my girlfriend, she's like, you just do random stuff. Like you don't, like you're not scared to take that next step. You're not scared to go and do something different. And I was like, well, life's too short to be working in the same job for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And <gasps> yeah, she's been in the same job for 20 years. She only works two days a week. Love it a bit, but that's the life that she has chosen. And that's okay. Yeah. We get to choose the life that we want to live and what we want to do. And that's what yeah. I love about your journey and where you are, where you are right now because you've got so much going on. And you have a baby on the way, a baby on the way, which is super exciting. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) So this, this last bit of the journey has been a bit crazy as well. Like going from, um, I was full-time corporate job to part-time corporate job and side hustle to now full-time, like my life coaching, business coaching, soulful coaching, career is now my journey my mission and that this this little last bit of the journey has been interesting and you've just triggered us through your story as well as like thinking you needed to get that other job because it's more responsible and stuff so what I did was I left a toxic work environment I was just like nope it's not for me and it was a six week um what's a uh, transition phase like to transition. yeah exactly like a re- resignation phase and I was like oh my gosh I'm just gonna resign and I'll have six weeks to figure it out so I did that I and I looked for another job and I didn't just go apply for a whole lot of bullshit because I, I wanted to be quite I'm very passionate about where I put my energy and I was very very particular at choosing certain jobs and I honestly found along this journey that the last couple of jobs that I had that I particularly chose because of the, the people, how they interviewed me, like what the job was going to be about. I, I chose them specifically 
And there were things that happened in the job. Either I got in there and was like shocked because it was toxic or I got in there and they, the one job was amazing, but they, I started off for full time and then they wouldn't give me my part time. And I was like, well, guys, I wanted part time. You kind of convinced me to do full time for four months and then you would give me part time and then they wouldn't give me part time. So I was like, cool, I'm leaving. Even though it was such an epic place to work, I was like, no, nah, these are my minimum standards. This is what my plan is because I'm more committed to myself than to the bullshit that's going on around me. So then I went into another job that was toxic and looking at back at all these patterns, I was like, I clearly wasn't meant to be in these responsible <laughs> jobs. Like I'm not meant to be there. The universe is pushing me out. So anyway, I ignored that. I found this other job, which was a startup um, and they were going to hire me to be like a salesperson, which I'm, I, I've been doing sales for like my whole life. So I was like, I can do this. It'll be great. Got on the interview and he was like, oh, we can actually put you into sales manager and you can hire people in. And I was like, this is cool. And then I said, he said, how much do you want to be paid? And I was like, well, 85K, which is probably like, like 30 or 40K more than what I would have been like earning anywhere else especially part-time. And I was just like, that's what I want to earn. And he was like, yeah, we can make that happen. And my, my, <laughs> I was confident on the call, but in my, I was like, really? <laughs> did I say that? And he said, yeah, like he didn't, he, ba- he barely blinked. And he was like, yeah, no, no, he, he thinks I'm epic. And he said all these things and he really wanted me. And then things started to happen because I'm an, I told him that I'm an entrepreneur and I've got this other thing that I'm working towards, but you know, I don't know how long it's going to take to go full time. So I'm, I'm happy to work with him for as much as possible. And I had this whole thing and eventually he, he said I had it. He was sending me my email address for the company and everything. So I was like, yeah, cool. I got it. I don't need to look for another job. And then all of a sudden he was like, we've decided you are, and we're going to go with a safe option, which was this other guy that was like definitely going to be in the company for probably 20 years. And they could rely on him to be there forever and ever. And he said, even though I was number one candidate, he didn't know when I was going to leave. And I was like, you don't know when anyone's going to leave. I'm just being more honest with you. But anyway, <laughs> I, I can't so convince yeah, I would convince him and he, and he was like, no, we're going with a safe option because I know that you're focusing on um, your your own business. And I can see so much of myself in you being an entrepreneur that he's a startup and I'm an entrepreneur. So I had a little cry when that all happened. And then I, again, I looked at the pattern and I was like, this is the sign. This guy literally sat on the call with me and said I was epic, but he's going to go with the safe option. And I was like, amazing. I am not the safe option. That is freaking amazing. And he believes in my business and my entrepreneurial spirit so much that he won't get invest in me for his own business because he knows my business is going to take off. I was like, I feel like the universe is speaking to me through this guy. (laughs) I was like, like, Oh my God. So that was when I was like, well, what are we going to do? Because I didn't have a job. I didn't have a job I was going to. And I had a week left in my, in my resignation period. And I said to my husband, because by this stage we'd found out I was pregnant and I was like, well, I can go ask for my other job back because they love me. And they said, come back whenever you want. And he was like, I don't want you to work there because it was so toxic. And I was like, Oh, thank God. <laughs> thank God he said that. And then so I was there sitting with him on the couch silently thinking, okay, I'm not going to have a job. I've got a baby on the way. 
And now I need, like, like, should I just go full-time in my business? And looking back at all the signs and all the universe going, you don't belong in these other corporate environments, I was like, I think we should just do this. And we did it. And that was four or five months ago. And now I'm living the life that I want to live because I listened to those, even though for a while I didn't listen to those things, <laughs> but now I'm like, okay, cool. It was scary, but taking that leap is so, so, so magical. And listening to those things that aren't working out because they're not working out for a reason because there's something else that you should be doing. So those yeah. things that are not working out are not working out for a reason. So true. And what I loved about that and for the listeners is have a look at your pattern. Have a look at what, where you currently are in life and really look at the patterns of what, what has led you to this current place and moment to where you are right now. Exactly yeah. what you were just saying. Like you weren't listening to the patterns. You weren't listening to the universe and what the universe was saying to you to mm-hmm. back yourself, go full, go all in on your business and your dreams and your passions. And this is going to be the vehicle that's going to support you and your family. Mm. And, and it's an exciting journey and it can be really scary, but it can also be really liberating and delicious and amazing Mm. when you take that leap. And I left a full-time job to go full-time by myself in my business and it was scary and it was full on, but within the first two weeks I'd made $15,000 and just continued to snowball on it. And cause I backed myself and I trusted myself, but then I went into self-sabotage. So <laughs> so many different ways <laughs> that you go on in business. It's like, hang yeah. on, that was just too easy. How did that happen? Now I need to unpack how that happened because it was too easy. I need to make it harder for myself because everyone says it's hard yeah. and it doesn't need to be hard. <laughs> it really it doesn't. doesn't. Need to be hard. I love that. Yes. I think people think that it has to be hard and they have to hustle. And while there are people that love, love, love to hustle, like there, I guarantee you that there's going to be a space in your life, a time in your life that you're going to go, I'm done with the hustle. So why not build a business from flow from the beginning? Like, yeah, work hard, but work hard in flow, not work hard trying to shove like pegs into round holes, like that you, they're not fitting. And that's again, going back to those breadcrumbs, like follow what feels good. We're within business, I think, on this journey as well. I've made so many mistakes. I've spent over $40,000 investing in myself in business. And a lot of that money went to people that I probably shouldn't have invested in. But it was a great lesson in disguise. So it's all good in the hood. But I'm also, it's, it's taught me a lot about myself and how I invest. So as well as um, who, what I actually need from other coaches and courses and all that kind of stuff. So it's taught me a lot. But I think you ne- what happens is we we do all the things that we think we should do in business. Like we do, sometimes they say, oh, you need to do a funnel, but funnels aren't your jam. And there's a, there's a fine line between not knowing how to do something so it's uncomfortable, it's like a learning curve, and not feeling like feeling icky about something because it's not aligned with you and your business and over time you start to learn what is uncomfortable and you're like shying away from because of fear like Facebook lives and and things like that that you're shying away from because you're scared and there's fear involved and it's uncomfortable or are you going oh I don't want to do this because it's actually not me like cold like the one um, course that I did the whole thing 
I didn't realize at the time, but the whole thing was you get people, you get your leads and then you get them on the phone. You phone like a hundred people a day, cold calling them. And the objective was you don't get off the phone until you've got their credit card details. So it was this pushy, hardcore convincing someone to buy you sale, which is so gross. And so like, ugh, I was, it wasn't me at all. I was like, nah. And I was just like getting more and more like, is this my life? Is this my business? So that was interesting. And now I just, again, it goes back to that following what feels good, but you kind of have to experiment to know what feels good, but then listen when it's not feeling good, listen to what that feeling and go like, okay, cool. That's not for me. I'm not going to call, call people and force them to give me their credit cards. Yeah. <laughs> I love that story. Marketing. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So when I first got into sales, I started working for a uh, um, personal development company. When I mm. first came into, into life coaching and they're like, we love you. We want you to work for us. I'm like, okay, I don't really know what I'm doing. They got me doing cold <laughs> calls. I am an in-person kind of girl, back, background, yeah. personal training, hospitality, real estate. So going out and actually people coming to me and having conversations. Yes. So it's for easy. me to, they're coming to you. Yeah. So having a, picking up a phone call, picking up a phone, calling people. And I was having a really, really hard time. And my boss walked past me and I think I might've been in tears or having a moment. This was years ago. And she looked at me and said, I don't care what you say on the calls. Just continue to fail until you figure out what works. And I went, pardon? She's like, fail as fast as you can. Just keep Mm. going and going and going and don't allow it to upset you. Just go, okay, they didn't answer. Okay, next. They didn't say Mm. yes. Okay, next. They didn't say yes. Okay, next. Because eventually someone's going to say yes. And then when they say yes, you're going to go, yes, they said yes. And then the momentum behind it and you start figuring out what's working and what's not working. and that was a huge lesson for me. I'm like, okay, so stop being attached to the outcome. Stop yes, being attached. That's the word that does the exact same outcome that in my head. Don't be attached to the outcome. <laughs> Amazing. We're yeah. in sync. We are in sync. <laughs> and one thing that I loved before we jumped on the call that you were talking about is your three things that yes. you you live by. And I just I fell in love with that and I feel that the listeners need to hear your three yeah. things. So when I was so like lost in having a job and hopping from job to job to kind of figure out what the hell I wanted to do with my life pretty early on, I, I started realizing that I needed two out of three things on my list to be able to feel good in a job. So that was either to make lots of money, maybe it was to be fulfilled, like if it was really something that was doing good for the universe or for other people, like really feeling good about it, or is working with amazing ethic people and having a ball every single day. So I kind of played around with those things and I, I had a couple of jobs where I worked with epic people um, and then I worked um, and I maybe was fulfilled because I was helping people live their dream or whatever. Um, and then I kind of went into other roles where I was earning a little bit more money, but I wasn't working with epic people and I wasn't fulfilled and all of these things kind of crashed down. And I realized over time that my number one is working with epic people. So I don't need to be fulfilled. I don't need to have a lot of money if I'm working with epic people. But then I worked with epic people again and I wasn't earning a lot of money and I wasn't being fulfilled. So I was like, what is the formula? I need, there's a formula here. And what actually happened was now I'm doing it my own way. I'm writing the rules. I'm doing everything. And 
now living my own life and letting me dictate it, I don't have to tick those three boxes anymore because I get to have them all and more and whatever more I can get from life, from business, because I am creating it from me. I'm not being in a space where I need to be like, pick and choose the good and like have a lot of bad that come with it and go like, okay, well, I'm, I'm 80% good in this job and 20% of this shit. We get told this lie our entire life that there's a lot of shit parts of your job and you just kind of have to suck it up and that's just life. And why? Why can we not just have this epic life all around? Like, yes, you'll have ebbs and flows and there's moments where like shit hits the fan and stuff, of course. But when you're building your life and business, why do you have to pick and choose the moments that are going to be good? And then, of course, believe that there's going to be moments that are shit. No, I just said, no, thanks. I'm just going to build an epic fucking life and business and have it all. (laughs) Yeah. And I love that. And Every morning you wake up and it's a blank canvas and you get to choose and create and paint the picture of what it is that you want to be building. And I love, like I've got a whiteboard in my room and I look at it in the morning. I'm like, what am I creating today? What is this beautiful, gorgeous deliciousness Mm -hmm. that I want to bring to life? How do I want to be feeling today? What's the intention that I want to be setting for the day? What am I grateful for this morning for all of the things? And standing there and just getting the pen out while I'm listening to a podcast or I'm listening to some epic music or whatever that looks Mm -hmm. like. And I just write. And then I look at it and I'm like, it's pretty good. I get to decide to choose to do that. And where you start is not where you're going to end up. Mm -hmm. I started off working as a life coach and Mm -hmm. doing life coachy things. And now I love working with epic businesswomen and Mm -hmm. helping them within their business because I've got so much business experience for myself. But I do the energy stuff behind it, but I can also tap into what they're doing with their business. And I absolutely love it. So it doesn't matter where you start. And a lot of my clients have started in network marketing. They've moved from network marketing and realized their passion is financial coaching. So they've gone into financial coaching. So now they're doing that. So there's where you start is not where you're going to end. And there's just a huge journey the whole way and you're not going to a destination there's no destination yeah. like you've and got you your goals and your goals do the, you have to go through those roadblocks like like i think someone told me a while ago some it's there's a book inside you and sometimes you need to write that first and second book to release this book that's waiting to be released like so even though you, love you, you need you need to release the creative like uh, I think she called it um, creative constipation and I was like yes I love that like <laughs> just let it out like stop getting constipated by your creativity because you're too scared to let it out like just be free and let it out and I love that concept because you need to start somewhere and take action and then when you're like nope okay nope okay nope and growing and growing and growing and the thing what people do with business as well is they start a business and they're like this is my purpose I'm so happy right now and then they start growing and evolving and becoming this epic human and they keep their business the same because that's their purpose and they took so long to figure it out so it has to stay like this and it has to be in this little bubble and now they're evolving past their business and it's just like no your business is supposed to evolve with you it's supposed to morph and change and shape and the more you realize who you are and what you're about the more you adapt and pivot your business and 
I was kind of stuck in also doing life coaching um, stuff as well. And I, I didn't want to limit myself by putting myself in a box and labeling myself and empower. I, I think at one point I had empowerment coach. At one point I had soul coach. I had like all these different names that I could have named myself, but I also didn't want to put myself in a box of a type of coach because I was like, I can help everyone, which I can. And now I've kind of put myself in a box instead of like a smaller box. I've, it, enlarged in my box by saying, okay, well, I'm a lifestyle coach. I'm a soul coach. I'm an empowerment coach. I'm whatever you need coach. But mainly my passion is helping you manifest wealth through doing your soul work and whatever that means to you, that is what we're going to help you do. Yeah. So, and that essentially is a business coach for most people. It's going to be, I want to start a business, but it might, it might be coaches. Um, my, one of my clients started a, an Airbnb, bought a house is doing an Airbnb. It might be that you write a book and yes, you might not be making money from that book, but the, you're so freaking lit up writing your book that you're manifesting wealth in all other areas because your wealth doesn't need to come from your work. It can come from anywhere. And that's like, like you say, tapping into that energetics and stuff like that as well is so, so, so powerful. And understanding the limitlessness of life is so, so, so powerful. But I think people get so stuck in attaching their purpose to their business that they don't realize their purpose is them. Their purpose is them being their most limitless selves. They like that person that's like, holy shit, this is my life. And that's what I try and help people embody. And then not attached to anything, but do the things that light you up. And it's in the embodiment. Like you mm. just said, I just got off a call before we jumped on here. And this, she's, just, she's like, all week, all this magic has been happening. And I just keep going, it's her, it's her. And I said, it's not me, it's you. I helped you tap into it and you're embodying it because you're an action taker. So you're doing the actual work Amazing. and aligning yourself to it. And she has a business coach. And I think sometimes people think when you get a business coach, it's all strategy and strategies mm. and, you know, very masculine energy and very, you know, tick the box kind of things. And Because that's and, historically you know, what it is, yeah. Yeah. And so you do need that stuff. You do need to have some sort of structure and some sort of plan for where you're actually heading. And there is going to be some things yeah. that you're like, oh, I don't feel like doing it today, but you know that you have to get shit done to yeah. move forward. But then when, so she's working with the business coach at the moment and now she's working with me and we started talking and she's like, I've got that down pat, all the things that I'm working with him. She's like, yeah. I didn't realise that I needed this. And she said, I've always seen spiritual woo-woo. She goes, that's not mm-hmm. me. She said, but you're not like that it's very different from what yeah. I actually thought it was I was too scared to jump onto a call with you initially because you scared me I was like oh that's interesting she's like I just thought that you were too woo woo like there's some stuff you were writing like six months ago I was like ah, oh, I like this chick but I don't want her in my world and I was like you are so funny she's like I, I couldn't work with you so like, but now working with you I now understand that yeah. it's a full-on process and it's gentle and beautiful and it's slowing down energetically so that you can yeah. speed up so more comes in. Yes, I know. I mean, it's so so strange how people are like, I don't understand that thing, so I'm going to not even go there. It's interesting that we do that because it's uncomfortable because we're like, 
it's too woo or it's too whatever. So it's just like, that's uncomfortable. I don't know enough about that. I'm just not even going to open that window, open that door. I don't even want to know about it because it's too much. But as soon as people get into it, they're like, they're so, I feel like woo is a bit like a scale. Like you can get the, like, <laughs> it really <I'm> is. <laughs> and I'm like, and I love, I love that. And I love that. And there's, I think I met a person once that was like, a unicorn or she was some like metaphysical animal. And I was like, okay, I think that's going slightly too far, but I don't, <laughs> and no judgment because I don't understand it. So I was just like, cool. <laughs> or she was a mermaid or something. I can't even remember. I was like, cool. Um, and then there's a scale of like going on to the more practical side that is like at the end of the day, if you look into any kind of basic science, like if you even had science in school, you understand that everything is energy. Everything, this cup, this is like energy. This this phone is energy. Like I am energy. We're all made from the same stuff. We're made from little energy particles vibrating at certain rates to make this solid and this water liquid and me have this body. And we are all energy. So if you can just... You don't have to believe that. It's a fact. <laughs> That's this. It's science. Like science, bitches. Hashtag science. It's a fact. <laughs> and it what's really interesting, is. it really is. And what's interesting is that when you start to understand that and understand that things just vibrate at different levels, then you can start taking that knowledge and moving it more into the woo. Like, okay, cool. Well, I emotions are also a vibration. And how you deal with your emotions and having an excellent emotional intelligence is going to help you emit certain vibrations because that your emotions are vibrational and that then increases how you interact with the world. And even before going into woo, going into the woo scale, you know that if you're, you're in a bad freaking mood and you go out into the world and you stand in the line and you're like, mm, I'm in a bad mood. Like people are going to like repel from you. They're not, they're not going to talk to you. They're not going to say hi. When you go get your coffee in the morning, you're like, can I have a coffee, please? <laughs> the lady is going to be like, okay, cool. Here's your coffee. Like let's not make eye contact with this person. If you're in a totally different mood the next day and you're like, hey, I'm like having a great day. And like, like you can think in your head, you're like, I'm walking on sunshine. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's time to feel good. <laughs> so, I just saw trolls like, popping up. <laughs> exactly. Amazing. So like that is a completely different vibration. So even before going into like spiritual and woo stuff, that is literal science. And you know that through experiencing your own emotions in the world that your emotions dictate how you interact with people and now going get to get your coffee you're going to be like hey what's up can I please have a coffee and she's going to be like yeah cool have a good day total different experience and just those two examples are showing you what's possible now if you control your not control your emotions but if you understand your emotions and you allow them to move through you and you you understand that that emotion is a vibration then you're going to be attracting different experiences, different opportunities, different things into your life. And this is now getting a little bit more woo. And it's only getting a little bit more woo because you think it's not possible. 
So we're going from science and fact into what you believe is not possible. But when you start moving up that scale, when you start to use and play and experiment with these vibrations and emotions and who you are being in the world, you start to see that who you're being dictates what you receive back from the world. It's as simple as that. And that essentially is hashtag manifestation 101. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Love it, love it, love it. And it's so true. Everything is. We are wrapping up. It has been so much fun and full of information and deliciousness. What would be either your favorite book or quote or thing that you go to if you are in a funky mood um, to get yourself out of it to raise your vibration? Oh my gosh. So one of my favorite quotes is from um, Jim Carrey. It says that you can, um, you can hate doing something that you don't even like. So why not? You can fail at something that doing something you don't even like. So why not take a risk on something that you love? And I think that's so important for people in business that at the end of the day, one of the biggest things that we have that make us fearful of starting our own business is the fear of failure. And if you can fail in your normal job, you can fail at getting that promotion. You can get made redundant. You can, I don't know, COVID can hit and everyone can lose their job. Like you can fail at something that you don't even like. So take the risk of doing something you love because the risk is 50, 50. And I think one of my biggest um, realizations through this whole journey is the, with the fear of failure, is that there's 50% chance of you um, either get it, you're having failure or having judgment or anything, and you do take that risk. There is 100% chance that you will be in this exact same position where you're in now, a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, 50 years from now, if you don't take that risk. So I find that the biggest failure is not taking that risk and ending up at the end of your life going, oh my gosh. I should have done the thing that I really wanted to do. So that is my mission and hopefully to inspire and activate people to take the action now and risk failing now and failing forward and failing fast and doing the thing anyway and having fun with life and being like, even if it does never, nothing works out, you get to the end of the life and you're like, hey, I took those risks and that was epic. Even though I failed, it was epic. But I guarantee you, you will not fail. You will fail and at the end of the life, you'll still have an epic life to have lived, which is amazing. That is awesome. And how do the listeners get in contact with you? What are all the things? Ooh. So you can find me on um, Instagram. We're at NicoleMiddleton.co and you can find me on um, Facebook at IamNicoleMiddleton.co, um, Facebook. And the main place that I'm playing around in Facebook is in my group, in my tribe, in my community, which is called We Are Wildfire. That's my brand. And it's all about activating a soulful business. So it's a place of cultivating your courage and stepping into that limitless version of you, that limitless, holy shit version of you that is taking action in the world and doing the damn thing. So come and play with us there. So much fun. And yeah, that's pretty much where you can find me right now. Awesome. That is fantastic. Thank you so much for jumping on this call with me today and for the listeners to listen to all your goodness and love and deliciousness. And that is all. (laughs) Thank you, Alexis. I will see you soon, I'm sure. (laughs) Yes. Thanks, Nicole. Bye.
We have come to the end of another epic interview. If you would like to see more of what I am up to, head over to my Facebook page, Instagram, LinkedIn, and let's connect. Because I love gifting people who are dedicated to their transformation, when you like and tag me in an episode at the end of every week, I choose one lucky listener to have a free session with myself or one of my guests. Thank you again for tuning in. I am Alexis Jane. Remember, you are the magic.